The information in this skill is provided for informational and educational purposes only. Welcome, and thank you for listening to the SMA Flash Briefings. Hello, I'm Price Wooldridge, and you're listening to Spinal Muscular Atrophy News Today's Audio News. These are today's news highlights curated by our editorial staff. Visit our website at smanewstoday.com for more relevant news and patient perspectives. SMA screening now available to 87% of newborns in the U.S. Screening for spinal muscular atrophy, or SMA, the leading genetic cause of infant death, is now available to 87% of all babies born in the United States, according to Cure SMA. The milestone was reached after Arizona and Louisiana began testing newborns for SMA this year, raising the number of states with the screening to 40. Cure SMA conveyed the news in a January 27th tweet, starting out 2022 strong. This month, Arizona and Louisiana officially begin screening newborns for spinal muscular atrophy. With these implementations, 87% of newborns in the U.S. are now being screened for SMA. This comes four years after SMA was added to the Federal Recommended Uniform Screening Panel, or RUSP. The nonprofit Cure SMA funds research and supports patients and families affected by the disease. It has been at the fore of efforts to have every state offer the screening. To date, it lists 10 states that do not screen for SMA. Oregon, Idaho, Novato, New Mexico, Alaska, Hawaii, Alabama, South Carolina, Virginia, and New Jersey. Newborn screening is a test performed on blood collected shortly after birth to look for mutations that are known causes of diseases like SMA. Screenings are conducted via a heel prick to collect a blood sample. Early SMA detection means that babies can have access to prompt treatment, ideally before symptoms appear and irreversible damage occurs, increasing the likelihood of better future outcomes. Early detection and diagnosis and subsequent treatment can significantly increase breathing and muscle control, as well as the ability to move independently. Between 50 and 60% of children born with spinal muscular atrophy can never sit up by themselves and, without therapy, don't survive beyond age 2. Three disease-modifying SMA treatments are available in the U.S. and some other countries. Evrisdi or Rizdaplam, developed by Roche and Genentech in collaboration with PTC Therapeutics and the SMA Foundation. Spinraza or Nusinersen by Biogen. And Zolgensma, a gene therapy developed by Avexis, now a Novartis company. SMA was added in 2018 to the RUSP, a list of conditions the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services recommends for state universal screening programs. These disorders are chosen based on studies that support the prospective benefit of testing, the ability of states to conduct screening, and the availability of effective treatments. Still, no state currently screens for all 35 disorders on the RUSP, and those that nearly do are hamstrung by competing interests and responsibilities. It's up to each state to decide what to include in its newborn screening program. SMA is an autosomal, recessive, neurodegenerative disorder that affects 1 in every 8,000 to 10,000 individuals globally. It is characterized by progressive muscle weakness caused by the loss of motor neurons in the spinal cord and the portion of the brain that's connected to the spinal cord. Because motor neurons control voluntary muscle movements, their loss leads to muscle weakness and atrophy. 
This news article was written by Mary Chapman on January 31st, 2022. Click the link in the description below to read more on this and other topics of interest on the SMA News Today's website. Coming up next, perspectives from SMA News Today Forum's moderator, Deanne Runge. Thanks for joining me. I'm Deanne Runge, SMA News Today content creator. On the forums, I posted about something I've been stewing about and wanted your take on it. When the Olympic opening ceremony aired, it struck me how there was no visible disability representation whatsoever in the program, even with ample opportunity. It annoyed me the entire time, but I continued watching in hopes I'd see a glimpse of someone using a wheelchair somewhere. The closest they came was one of the children singing was wearing glasses. Only one out of dozens. He was smack dab in the middle, probably to look aesthetically pleasing. At first I thought maybe it was a cultural thing, but I suspect even if the games were in the U.S., the results would be the same. What's sad is when I brought this up to friends, it didn't even cross their minds until I mentioned it. That's the problem. It's so easy not to consider including people with disabilities. Without representation, though, it's difficult to normalize, for lack of a better word, disability. It's part of the reason I get gawked at by kids at Target. When you're not familiar with something, you don't know how to react. If they'd see representation in programs like the Olympic opening ceremony, it might not be so strange when they see someone in a wheelchair in person. After the quote-unquote regular Olympics are the Paralympic Games, where individuals with various disabilities from around the world compete. Unfortunately, this event takes a back seat. I would like to see some sort of combined games. Maybe athletes from both walk together in the opening ceremony. Maybe after a traditional sport has been televised, a Paralympic sport could be. I would love to learn more about the athletes and their sports from both games, not just the Olympics. A big theme for the games is bringing everyone together. Instead of being inclusive, I feel more excluded than ever. Did you watch the opening ceremonies? What did you think? Surprisingly, I didn't get the response from this post I thought I might. It was great to get the various perspectives. Although I don't tend to agree with them all, it really opened my eyes to the views on disability representation. Check out the entire post along with responses at estimatenewstoday.com forward slash forums. The post is under the Disability and Media tab, but that's all I have for you today. We'll talk again soon. Bye for now. The information in our flash briefings and podcasts are provided for informational and educational purposes only. Be sure to tune in daily to SMA News Today for the latest news and perspectives regarding the disease. Discover more content that might be of interest to you at www.smanewstoday.com. And be sure to follow us on social media and join our SMA News Today forums, a trusted SMA community ready to welcome you anytime.